This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. Back and better than ever, Greeny. It's like, it's like a car shifting gears. <laughs> <laughs> And better than ever, Greeny. 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 Nuno. Cap's already gone. On ESPN right, 1000, Nuno. Soup. Nuno. It's the final soup. soup. It's the final soup of Super Bowl week. Soup. The final soup. Two, a two soup day? No, one soup day because it's warm, right? One soup day. It's nice. It's okay out. It's, it looks it's, nice out. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's warm. It's colder it than it was nice. yesterday. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's always frigid at yeah. 4, 4 a.m. See, so. but here's not. Here's the Midwest thing, though. It's colder than it was yesterday. Unless you're in the sun, though. It's not, not bad in the sun. Not bad in the not sun. Not bad in the sun. Get a little sun on your face. Not bad. When Cap goes to Compton, he'll have plenty of sun coming up this weekend. Oh, you're going to uh, South Central? Where are you going? <laughs> What's going on there? Is everything okay? It's not a fine. Do you want to know what it is? It's, uh, Do you want to know what it is? Baby yeah, it's my baby might be dead. If my wife calls, it means my baby's dead. No, so Happy okay. football okay. Friday. I, I, I can't do this crosstalk if he's going to talk that morbid. Are you no, serious? Do you want, no, seriously. Do you, okay, do you want to know what it is? That's what it is. That. Literally, my wife just texted me, sorry. Literally, okay? Here's what it is. We have this baby monitor, and it's meant for babies in cribs, and it, it, it monitors their breathing. <laughs> and that alarm goes off if it doesn't detect breathing, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, right now, we have the baby monitor and the bassinet in our room, and the surface area isn't big enough for the monitor to just monitor the crib, right? The bassinet's smaller than the crib. Yeah. So when someone walks by it, but the baby's not in it, it registers it as a person. And then as soon as that person is out of frame, the alarm goes off. Even though the baby's not in the, the, the bassinet. Yeah. So we've now discussed, my wife and I, that whenever the baby is not in the bassinet, you have to put it on standby so that doesn't happen. Because it happened last week. It happened we last week. We were on the week. air. We were, so we're she texted me sorry because and... she forgot to put it on standby. Yeah. So baby's wow. fine, but that... And I, that's <laughs> and scary. That's why she just texted sorry. And it's not scary because it happens at least once a day, but like I'll literally be holding my baby and the alarm will go off. I'm like, uh, I know she's not in it. She's right here. Well, it's scary for me. It's scary for you guys. But yeah, yeah I like I think it's uh a Radio God baby. Baby's fine. Oh. It Baby's... also sounds like what what is the uh life alert? It, does. it sounds like a life alert. Well, it sounds right? like a life you alert. Fall and then you can't get up. Or it's situation. I've fallen and I can't <laughs> well, get up. It sounds up. like an amber alert. Show yours, Cap. Show it. Yeah, it's <laughs> The funny thing is I had one when I died on the table. I remember that. They made me wear a thing with what my heart thing was. For like five yeah. years, I had to wear that stinking thing. Like well, so if it goes off, I just go to the bedroom door and go, Baby, are you okay? Baby. Yeah, Dad, I'm baby. fine. Baby. baby, do you need assistance, baby? Baby. No, she's fine. And uh, that's evident by my wife texting, sorry for not putting it on standby. Black and Abdallah. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. What's up, fellas? Hello. Baby's alive. Yeah. Baby's yeah. alive. Baby's alive. Baby's alive. Don't worry about it. it. You know what? You can find that in toy stores. Super Baby's weak. alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby's alive. Wow. So just as we were predicted 24 hours ago, standing here in the same room, the bulls do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And water's wet. Isn't that something? 
That's a and, uh, How about that? The team goes out and they they get the support of the front office and they give a very nice effort. Yeah. Uh, because of they the, lose to the, the support, leftovers. You know the uh, the front office uh, sits on their hands and they say, you know, y- you are all way too valuable to us, so we're not going to move you because what we're getting back is not worth it. So we're we're going to put our trust in this group figuring it out in the next twenty eight games. And what did they do? They got their ass beat last <laughs> night. The Nets they had told one, you exactly who they are. The Nets had one starter that averages over nine points a game. Yeah. One starter on the floor yeah. that averages over nine points a game. And Brutal. this team lost to them. Blew a lead. They had Was, two two guards that scored thirteen points each in the fourth quarter. Yep. Pretty Ridiculous. Good. Pretty good. But not nah, continuity. Continuity. How about the second That's the quarter new word. when Joe Harris was Banging five threes. Yeah. That's what he's there for. The Bulls didn't hit a three until the third quarter last night. Outscored on the threes, 17 threes to five. That's, That's, that means you're 36 points in the hole. Ev- yeah. Almost every team in the NBA made some form of move. 28 Everyone but, Ke- but Cleveland, and Cleveland did their move in the summer when they got Donovan Mitchell. You Cleveland! Can't, you can't tell me that there wasn't Sorry. one move really out show. there for a shooter. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you couldn't find a move... That was probably your sing- your signal to be like, nah, look, time to get rid of some guys. You, like, is 28 games really going to tell you that well, this team is better than they are? I, see, or 27 I or whatever now? I don't think now? that's the case. I think they're well aware, and they just couldn't get what they wanted, so they didn't just trade away guys just to remove them from the team. They're going to blow it up this summer, 100%. Yeah. That, that, listening to AK yesterday, I think is, it's very obvious they're going to blow the team up. Well, they are going to resign Booch. Great. Well, I, I I'd say this. He's having a damn good year. If you okay. want, if you want to get into that, I think Vooch is the one player that's actually played pretty well this season, he and, has. and he actually is worth a, a look, new if contract. He's asking you if, for a max deal. Like, yeah, out, no. But he's not. But if you blow it up, what's the point of having one? Like, if well, you're you going to try to be a center. No, I understand that. But if you're going to pay to have one, you're just going to have one guy out there and then hope to get hope to be bad and tank again. Just get rid of everybody. See what you can get. I from. don't think they're going to tank. I don't. I well, don't see it. We've seen that AK's flipped the roster before. I, I thought it was very interesting for him to, and you heard the soundbite like we all did, with him talking about free agency in the draft. Who talks about that in February? He said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the. I mean, we understand that's the ultimate goal, but he said it out loud in a clear voice. Like, oh, so you've already turned the page on this season. He, Whatever happened, that's right, what happened. Right, exactly. And, and he also said when they made their moves, it was the summer. He pointed that out, too, mm-hmm. for, for people who are concerned. Like, they didn't do anything yesterday. His retort was, we did all of our, our work to flip this roster from what it was in the summer. So you can do things in the summer. I, to me, watching, uh, it's, the game goes to halftime, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I see uh, the, the Bulls' uh, Twitter feed. It's like about 13 minutes of AK speaking. I'm like, all right, that'll be perfect timing. By the time he's done, mm-hmm. the second half will start up. So I, I'm watching him. I'm like... The thing I walked away with from watching that is like, oh, yeah, this team is not going to be together in the summer, and they're just going to move guys just at a later speed than what we expected them to move them from. So does that start with Zach? One assist Zach? One assist Zach. Well, uh, 
He showed out, though. He had oh. his points. Don't Come on, 38? He was hey, there. Please. Don't don't please. worry about the 13 he gave up on please. the other end in the fourth please. quarter. Please. But. I don't need your NBA TV analysis of the he showed oh, out. Oh, he showed out. All right, all right. Don't give me the he showed out. Don't you know, do like, that. Come on. Don't you know, do that. Uh, there's all these Did fan, he have any cool dunks? There's all these fan okay. bot accounts who, like, uh, all, all right. they do is promote local players, even though the team's losing. Yeah. And it's like, are y'all even watching the games? I'm going to make a bold prediction. Oh, wow. On a Friday? Yeah. Wow. I have no inside knowledge of this. It's just... That's not true. My... Ah! my <laughs> Look at the face. <laughs> Bam! Nailed it. <laughs> Go ahead, Cap. Tell me, tell me what you just found uh, out on the phone. My prediction is Arturis Karnaschovas will not be the general manager or executive VP of the Bulls two years from now. Daniel Greenberg, you hear that? No, I'm just, there's no, nothing there, Daniel Greenberg. I made a prediction. He'll walk that, out. That, hopefully, he gives credit to the station. When no, he, he does in like the time. second tweet. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gives a little credit to ESPN 1000. Yes, you he, know, will he, aggregate, all, he, he aggregates so everything that Cap says. Yeah, everything, but he everything. doesn't add our station to he it. He does add the, on the next tweet. Uh, it here's, doesn't count. Here's, what, here's the link to the podcast. Count. Here's the link to the podcast. It doesn't count. Get out of here with that. David Kaplan, first to report, Karnaschova's out in two years. All I said was, my gut feeling is he's going to walk away. He'll take well, another job and go somewhere. That's well, my. Here, I don't have no okay. intel on this. Just me making a prediction. All right, let's let's uh, let's play with this uh, because I, I think this is something that uh, I, I think we could get into. How did AK get the job? Right, because we're watching everything take place yesterday. Mm-hmm. You say, what were the credentials that AK had to land this gig? Came from Denver. Came from Denver. Mm-hmm. And what? how did Denver build their team? Draft. Through the draft? Yes. They, they built through the draft. And more importantly, how are they at the spot that they're in right now? They drafted someone in the second round who's now won two back-to-back MVPs. And might win a third. Might win a third. Yeah, but have they won anything? No. But I guess my, my point is that's a great draft pick. Mm-hmm. Outside of that. What did they accomplish in Denver? They took a chance that you on my old show yeah. begged people to do, and I said, yeah, no, he's healthy, and you were right. They took a chance on Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah. With a bad back. Bad back. And he's, he's kind turned of to figured be it out. He's had injury issues, player. but he's, he's pretty good. That's a pretty good roster there. They never won anything, though, right? Denver never won anything. No, but are we going to only judge if you got a ring? Because they're going up at that time against... Some people say the best how team of all time. Right. How far well, they ever okay, made? I guess the point I'm trying to get to is uh, we expect this team to be a world class team fighting for championships, but the person that we went out to bring in, he never got to that point. So why should we expect AK to be able to make these moves to get them to that next level? I I don't know. I'm the other piece of the story though is he's a Adrian Wojnarowski guy. And the reason he got the Bulls job is because Woj was pushing hard that he was the next great GM in the league, the next great president of a basketball ops, right? Like, that that was a real thing. Well, the guy they wanted was Sam Presti. Right. And they were actually in there. And then the pandemic hit. Presti gets, I think it's $9 million a year for like eight more years. And he went, I'm building a house here. We got this pandemic. Yeah, I'm out. I, I just think that, like, well, AK had... Good credentials, yes. but the Nuggets never won anything, and they basically flipped a, a second-round pick, which is one of the great all-time picks in draft history, which is very difficult to duplicate, right? And they're, they're a good team, still haven't won anything, and he had the push from Woj to get 
Oh, sure. Into the spotlight to be a guy, to be a candidate. Sure. I'm just saying, like, watching yesterday, it's not like I'm expecting him to, to move the world and, and to immediately turn this team into a no. championship team. It's just, I don't know if uh, AK's credentials are really much different than what we're seeing right now. Well, but also, don't forget, there is, in the ACME, there is an ME. Okay. Mark Eversley was supposed sure. to come in. With all these with all these connections, the Nike to agents and Nike right. and shoe con and all this kind of stuff for free agents, for free agents, and for all and for the guys that would have said, "Hey, I want to come play on the." He was supposed to be the guy that's like, "Hey, you should come." Hey, you. He's the one that's supposed to have the connections with the agents and the players from Nike. Where's that? Where is it? That's my. That, that's my point with yes. this group is yeah. that, you know, a couple years moving past when they first got hired, that's what were they were sold as. Second of all. Uh, can we get Eversley on Cap and J Hood oh, no. in the morning? Can we get Eversley on on Cap and J Hood on, on, on any show? Any, any show? On I, want to, I want to hear any from Mark them. Eversley. Yeah. I think he's good uh, as far as a public speaker. I like hearing his thoughts. Yeah. Can we get him on a show? Is well, that possible? Let me let me just point to something out here. Where you spoke about the Denver Nuggets and Cap. Listen to what Chris is saying. It's one thing to acquire a, a generational talent or a really good player. Just say Jokic is a really good player, MVP, a couple times. But there's a difference between getting a solid player to lead your team and a solid team to be able to get over the hump. Denver will never get over the hump. They just, they just Even in the West, I think that can be had. Look what the West is right now. Even the Sacramento Kings are competing in the top five of the West. But that team peters out at the worst moments in the playoffs because of Golden State, because of layered talent, because of terrific coaching. Nothing against Michael Malone. I'm just saying that Jokic is one guy, but what about the rest of the team? They never got to well, the finals. So, oh, oh. And it just won't happen this year. I can't hold that against them because Golden State has been generationally good. Yeah. They won 54 54- 54 and 28, 46 and 27, 47 and 25, 48 and 34, 38 and 18 this year. They're more than just Nikola Jokic. All That's of- a damn good run. They're going to their fifth straight playoff. They've gone to Western Conference semi, Western Conference final, Western Conference semi, and then they got knocked out in the first round. Yeah, last but you year. can't say the yeah. Warriors are the excuse every year because there's been years where Steph's been hurt and Clay's yeah. missed two years. I mean, like, the Warriors there's had been, the worst record in the league yeah, one of those years. There's been opportunities. Yeah. So don't say that they're, oh, well, the Warriors are the juggernaut. Yeah, they have been, but there's been years where they, like Chris said, had the worst record in the NBA. Like, you can, there's been opportunity. Let's dig in a little bit. If Carnish Chauvis is unhappy about the situation with the Bulls, keep in mind he's in the chair to change it. If he's not changing it, if, if you can't really decipher the difference between guard packs and this regime, then that's a major problem, right? Mm-hmm. Either yeah. you're going to unplug this thing or you add on to what you already have. And it, all, all of this, this whole conversation stems from whether or not you're going to pay Zach Levine or not. The whole thing is about Zach Levine Mm because you're not hitching your wagon to DeMar DeRozan to lead you out of the doldrums. It's not happening. You have to have talent. And by the way, I'm not talking about like, you know, super teams because we're out of that. No matter if Durant went to Phoenix or not, we're done with the super team era. We're done with that. It's about being able to draft well, be key free agents, and build on what you have. As we know, Chris, in this NBA, there's always been good regular season teams. Like, boy, good regular season team, a tough out in the playoffs, and they get bounced. That's what Denver is. You know, yeah, that's what it, they've been. That's it, what Utah's Denver proves me wrong. I, I just feel like the way they're set up, uh, Nikola Jokic is pretty easy in a seven-game series to kind of, like, exploit defensively, which then takes away some of his brilliance on the offensive end. That That's just my opinion. If they prove me wrong this year, then I'll admit I was wrong. They could win a championship. But I think when you look at it, like, watching the game last night, 
with the group that's on the floor for this Bulls team, yeah. it is so obvious there is no dog in the fight. No fight in the dog. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, like Caruso is basically the only one that yeah, gives that, a damn. That x-ray is empty. There's yeah, no dogs. Like, nope. No dogs in the like, ribcage. And, nope. and I appreciate DeMar DeRozan's game, but he's just kind well, of... Thing, right? If, it's not. There's no urgency to this team if AK, whatsoever. If AK's made his money in the second round, why couldn't they trade someone for five second round picks like everybody was throwing around like candy yesterday? Like everyone's trading for four second round picks, three second round picks, five second round picks. If that's where you think that you can, everybody that's like, oh, I, I say second second round picks don't matter because the Bulls have sold them before because they're just cash basically. And everybody's like, oh, well, Jokic, you found Jokic and this person was, okay, but for every guy, that you can say is a Jokic, there's a hundred guys that didn't make it. Cap, I'm just telling you that if there's going to be significant moves, you need to trade pieces to get better. You're going to hit the roof when they trade Patrick Williams. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you. That's right. What, I mean, well, what happened last night? Billy Donovan said he was healthy. He didn't play what the, the, for the entire minutes? fourth quarter. He did not play him. He so, said we needed energy, and I liked the group I had on the floor. Well, as a young guy, if you're being told that you don't bring energy, what are you here for? He was yelling at Zach at one point. Oh my too, God, it's the playing. Knicks. They're gonna play young players. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm looking back right. at their drafts in Denver. Bones Highland at 26. They had Christian Braun from Kansas at 21. Yeah, but, uh, but AK Michael wasn't Porter. there. I thought Bones Highland was a caddy. Uh, he. No, he's very good. <laughs> That's good. That's a good joke. That's Thank a golf you. joke. Michael Porter at 14. Like Donovan Mitchell, who that was a draft day deal where they traded him to Utah. Uh, Jamal Murray, Malik yeah. Beasley. Beasley, Murray, Jokic. Those are good. Really good players. players. Good players. Yeah. Again, in, in Roderick James is in the Twitch chat suggesting that the Nuggets are just a incredible juggernaut and then we all need to pay respects i'm joking roderick don't get mad i see you in the twitch chat i'm just saying like they haven't <laughs> won anything and i i don't i'm going to be uh out saying that this team i don't think can get it done before until they prove me wrong just it all right guys that's it that's what we got super bowl what do you super guys bowl? think what do you guys, super bowl? What do you guys I'm, got? I'm playing the chiefs you wearing the uh the dog head no, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. My phone is going to be put away, and I'm going to have a good time. But fly, eagles, fly. Half of that's right. Huh? Half of that's true. Correct. The phone part? <laughs> yeah, the phone. He's definitely <laughs> could you Could you do what Aaron Rodgers is doing and go in, like, a dark room for no. four days? Dude, no. I'm claustrophobic. No. It could be a big room. We could make it a big room. We could get you a, a dark banquet hall. No. Oh. No phones. No interest. Nothing. I'm going to zero. you and your thoughts. Vicky's cookies are here. I'm going to start eating. Oh, damn. Oh. Cookies, cookies are here. Cookies. All right. Black and Abdallah coming up next. All, All right. right. We would like All to right. thank <laughs> Vicky McHenry, a great listener. Thank you for making cookies for the whole station. Ornate with our shows on it. You're Look, amazing. I watch a lot of baking shows. Thank uh, you. Th- that... That uh, the icing work, the piping work, it's hard to do. Hard piping? If you have pardon the expression. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. It's hard to do. Good piping, Vicky. It is a Black and Abdallah coming up next. Cap really hates you. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. <laughs> The final football Friday of the NFL season. Aww. Super Bowl 57 is on Sunday. Kansas City, Philadelphia. We will preview the game today here on the show. 
We'll also talk a little Bulls conversation. Last night was <laughs> pathetic from the Chicago Bulls. They lose 116 to 105 to the Nets after doing nothing at the NBA trade deadline. It's Black and Abdallah. We're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000 live and local. Taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Live from downtown Chicago and on Greeny, there's only one place to start. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. One place to start today, Super Bowl 57. Last night, Patrick Mahomes wins his second MVP trophy. Andy Reid has two weeks to prepare, which we know as gamblers is always something in your benefit to know that. And then the Eagles have put together one of the best regular seasons we've seen in quite some time in the National Football League. But also, they have a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who's unproven, who has an opportunity to show the world what he has to offer. This should be a very good game on Sunday, yeah, Chiefs sh- and Eagles. It should be very good. You know, just based on the point spread, I would think that we're expecting a close game here. And if you want to get into the uh, the nitty-gritty of it, of what I like to call the DVOA, take a drink. Kansas City is ranked third in weighted DVOA. Philly is ranked fifth overall. Kansas City has the number one offense Philly has the edge on defense and special teams. They have the sixth-ranked defense to Kansas City 17th and special teams 13th to 19th. But Philly, you would think, I said the number one offense for Kansas City. Philly has the number three offense in in weighted DVOA. So this matchup is very close. I think if you look at it, take the quarterbacks out of it. Philly has the better overall team. But Kansas City has the best player on the field, and that best player is the most important player on the field at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I, I think a part of the conversation that we'll continue to hear because, you know, you and I are football junkies. We, we love talking football. We also love consuming all of the different football conversations that are out there. So Super Bowl Sunday for me is not just showing up at game time and, and getting ready to watch the game at 530 when it airs on Fox Mm -hmm. this Sunday. Like, I'll watch the pregame shows, and I know what some of the conversation will be is that this Philadelphia defense is so good. Like, how how can the Chiefs be able to handle the defense from the Eagles, and will the Eagles be able to get after Patrick Mahomes and the ankle and, and whether or not the defense is going to lead the way? The one thing I would continue to point out, though, is Philadelphia is number one in the league in defensive yards per play. So their opponents are only gaining 4.7 yards per play. They're first in the NFL. Kansas City, for the conversation, I think in the past we would expect Kansas City to not be very good. They're a top 10 defense in yards per play defensively. So they're ninth overall at 5.1. And and so you have two teams with top 10 defenses facing off. I do think the Eagles defense is better. But something that we have discussed and we talked about on our FanDuel show during the AFC and the NFC championship games is sometimes when you have good defenses that face off, what actually swings the momentum of the games is the caliber and the skill set of the offenses. So even if you get two good defenses to face off against one another, it's actually the offense that kind of leads the way in these games and these big matchups. No, absolutely. And I think that that is that can be the case. But also at the same time, if you're looking at Kansas City, yes, they have Patrick Mahomes. But 
Who's he throwing to? <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Kadarius Tony. Like those are the guys that are going to be out there. Whereas if you look at the skill positions for the Eagles, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith. Like I know Travis Kelsey's out there, and he is the, the, the probably the best offensive weapon you can have besides that. But if you need to extend the field, if you need to go deep, if you need to, if if the Eagles find a way to neutralize Travis Kelsey. The edge still, to me, goes to the Eagles because of their playmakers. They have two of the better wide receivers. They have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in A.J. Brown, and they've got one of the best number twos, probably the best number two wide receiver in the NFL in Devontae Smith, and that can take the top off of defense. Like, he can run. He's fast. He can catch. Whether you want to say the catch in the NFC Championship game was actually a catch or not, doesn't matter. He made the play, sure. and they didn't challenge it, so it technically goes down as a catch. So as of right now on FanDuel, the Eagles are the favorite heading into this weekend at a point and a half. Uh, the over-under is at 50.5 points. And based on the conversation we're just having right now, like I would imagine there's going to be a lot of points on Sunday. So if you look 50.5, where are you leaning at the moment? I'm going over because of what we talked to uh, the Fat Jack about yesterday. Like, Look at some of the better quarterbacks and offenses that this team has played in the Eagles. They gave up 33 points to the Packers. They gave up 40 points to the Cowboys uh, towards the end of the season. Beginning of the season, remember, they gave up 35 points to the Lions. Like This is a team that, that when they face better offenses have given up points. Now, they faced the Giants and completely shut them down and only scored seven. The 49ers were without a quarterback. They were on their backup to the backup to the backup to the backup and only scored seven points. But the Chiefs are a different monster. This is the best quarterback in the NFL. This is the MVP uh, of this season in Patrick Mahomes. So I'm also going to go over because I think that the Eagles are going to be able to score too. Like I mentioned, this is the 17th ranked defense in the NFL. Like this is a middle of the pack defense in Kansas City. And we talked about it all year when we were doing our five up, five down that I like Kansas City, but they got to stop somebody at some point. And I think that they're going to have to make some, it's going to come down to who makes more stops. And if I have to look at it right now, the Eagles, I think are going to make those more stops, but I'm still going to go over Robin Berwin. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up guys? Yeah. You know, uh, you guys brought up some good points about the chiefs uh, top 10 defense, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think the rush defense is not top 10. And uh, look at what uh, Philadelphia is in terms of rushing. They're top, you know, obviously Bears were number one, but they were number two. Uh, so it's going to be a big, heavy run day. The, the, the whole plan is going to keep, let's keep Patrick off the field and let's run the ball all day. So I definitely see, uh, I, I mean, 50 is not a high number. I don't know if it's going to necessarily go over, but even if it's 25, 21, 24, 21, I mean, it's it's yeah. I don't I don't really see a really high scoring game, but but definitely what I definitely see is uh, Philadelphia keeping Patrick off the field, and Patrick's gonna have to work that magic in the fourth quarter to try to win. But you will definitely see a very heavy running offense keep uh, uh, keep Chiefs off the field, and they're just gonna take their time. Good call, Rob. Appreciate you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at three one two three three two three seven seven six. I hate to be that guy. But uh, I'm looking at the stats right now, mm-hmm. and based on the, the last call we just had from Rob, uh, the, the Chiefs' run defense is no good. Uh, opponents' rushing yards per game this season, Kansas City eighth in the NFL, giving up 107 yards per game. Philadelphia ranks 15th, giving up 119 yards per game. Opponents' rushing yards per game. So they actually, the Chiefs and DVOA, actually have a better rushing defense and passing defense. They're 15th against the rush, 20th against the pass. So Rob gave us a a good phone call 
factually, though, flawed. I, I just want to get yeah. it out there. Kansas City's rush defense is better than the Eagles' rush defense. I mean, Philly has the best rushing attack in the NFL. Sure, They're number yeah, one no rushing in DVOA. They're number no nine passing in DVOA. But they Kansas do. City's top ten defensively yes. stopping yeah. the run this mm-hmm. season, factually. Yes. Just getting it out there. Just, just. Blocking Abdallah. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago, listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking football with you live and local here in Chicago. John and Cherville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, uh, great show, guys. Uh, and Thanks, not man. to be that guy against the guy who was that guy, but be the guy. I think the... <laughs> I think those defensive stats for Kansas City uh, are a little misleading. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the presumptive MVP. Uh, they have a high-scoring offense, so they're going to be leading a lot or at least scoring a lot of points. So teams are going to have to throw against them to keep up. And they have a porous pass defense. So I think some of their defensive stats are just because People don't run that much because they can throw and they have to throw because of how many points Kansas City puts up. I think if Philly gets the lead and then they commit as the number one running offense to running the ball, I think they're going to be able to make some progress. And this is from a Mahomes fan who hopes Kansas City you know, pulls it out, but um, I think Philadelphia is going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, and that's a that's a fine call. John, no no problem. You're not being that guy. I, I think it's fair to look at the different stats and, and suggest that there's different viewpoints and context to lead to what the stats mean. I, I do think that if the, the whole uh, point to suggest that the rush defense is good is because teams are always down against the Chiefs, well, overall, then the Chiefs are a pretty damn good football team, right? Like, complimentary football. Uh, we're Bears fans. We've heard uh, Matt Eberflus, Eberflus throughout the season say that they need to play complimentary football, and if that's what you can do, get a lead with your uh, incredible quarterback who won the MVP last night for the second time, then, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I would just suggest if people think that Philly's just going to run all over the Chiefs, the Chiefs' defense is pretty good against the run. That's that's all I was suggesting. Yeah, I, I look, I think that with two weeks to prepare, these teams are going to overanalyze every position on the field and try to eliminate any or exploit any weakness that the other team has. And, you know... Th- the Eagles are, should be focused on trying to stop Travis Kelsey because it seems like no team has been able to stop Travis Kelsey. Does that open stuff for someone else? Of course it does. That's how it works. And I think the, the, the Chiefs are going to do the same thing. They're going to look to stop the run that Philly has been able to have. And part of that rushing attack is stopping Jalen Hurts from rushing as well. And he's done a great job of it. Now, you look at what they did against the 49ers coming out. Yeah, did they get that fourth down call on, Dev- on Devontae Smith? Yeah, sure they did. But they moved down the field pretty methodically during that game. Now, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, 
if they have a better backup in there and he's not the backup to the backup to the backup, that might be a different game because the 49ers kept the Eagles offense in check until about two minutes left, just over two minutes left in that first half where the Eagles, you know, scored twice before halftime. So there's going to be ways to exploit both defenses, I think. And that's like you asked me over under like I think I'm definitely going over yeah and you know looking through the schedule from Kansas City throughout the season to me it looks like they really only played one team that had a running quarterback and that was Buffalo they faced off against the Bills Uh, that was on October the 16th Buffalo won that game 24 to 20 and Josh Allen ran the football 12 times for 32 yards uh, overall, on the day, Buffalo had more rushing yards than Kansas City usually gives up. They had 31 carries for 125 yards. Outside of that, I mean, Kansas City's defense didn't really face running quarterbacks. Uh, they opened the season, I believe it was against Arizona, September the 11th. They faced off against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, he ran the football five times for 20, 29 yards. And on that uh, that game, the, the Chiefs won 44-21. to 21. And overall, they only gave up 103 rushing yards on 22 attempts from the Cardinals. But the Cardinals were also down big in that game. They were down 14 points in the first quarter. Uh, So, you know, maybe they ditched the run. But it looks like, for the most part, if you look through Kansas City's schedule this year, they didn't really face any running quarterbacks, which is kind of interesting. You know, like it's kind of tough to do to not really face a whole bunch of running quarterbacks in today's day and age in the NFL. No, absolutely. And if you look at their schedule, too, you know, just going through it real quick here, if you look at their two most recent losses, which would have been October 16th, like you mentioned, against Buffalo and then against Cincinnati on December 4th in that game, the Bengals held the Chiefs to no score in the fourth quarter and they were able to put up 10 points of their own and come from behind and win that game, right? And then if you look at the game against uh, the Bills here, the way that they won that game is pretty much the same way here where if you look at how they scored and when they did it, like they limited Kansas City in the fourth quarter. So if you can shut down Kansas City in the fourth quarter and find a way to come, maybe come from behind, because that's exactly what Buffalo had to do. Buffalo had to come from behind and score a touchdown with a minute left in that game, and they did, and they won that game. And, and look at the rushing stats from that Cincinnati game, where Cincinnati won 27 24. Uh, the Bengals ran the football 34 times for 152 yards and a touchdown. Joe Burrow had 11 runs mm-hmm. for 46 yards and a touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan had 21 carries for 106 yards. Okay, so, you know, Joe Burrow's not usually noted as a running quarterback, no. but his legs were what really helped that offense against the Chiefs. And then also, you nailed it. The 10 points, 10 nothing in the fourth quarter allowed Kansas City to come back. I allowed Cincinnati to come back on Kansas City to win the game. You know, we were just uh, discussing Matt Eberflus. Eberflus. And that sound clip comes from Joey G in Melrose Park. And Joey G on loan from Cap and J. Hood calls into Black and Abdal. Hello, Joey G. Dave? Joey? Your IQ is zero. (laughs) Black and Abdal, that was for the last show. From a caller that was bashing Cap and Hoodie. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, gotcha. All right, so gotcha. let's gotcha. start gotcha. at the beginning now. If you go to the Chiefs, yeah. you got Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, then you go to Kelsey. That's, that's tough to bet against. 
The other thing, too, you don't hear a word about his ankle. Yeah, I don't think his ankle's 100%, and that would be Patrick Mahomes. All right. And the other thing that I don't hear, the Eagles got an Italian coach. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. So that's the coin flip for me. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the tougher team in this game, and then you, you take the under. Okay. All right, Philly in the under. Low-scoring game, Philadelphia Eagles for Joey G. Joey, uh, what what plans do you have today? My plans today? Yeah. Am I allowed to say it? I'm I, I'm asking you, what are I, your I plans mean, today? Yeah, we got a dump I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get thrown under the bus. You know, you guys like doing it to me. No. Us? Oh, no. Never. No, that's other shows. That's, other, that's not us. I'm having lunch with uh, David Kaplan from ESPN 1000. You really? Are? Wow. How did you score that? Whoa, whoa. Bury the lead here, Joey G. How wow. Is this, how is this not talked about? How did Cap not bring this up on the air today? Wow. Uh, he did at 730 in the morning. Oh, he I, was, I, was, uh, yeah. uh, I was in transit. Yeah, I was also. He, yeah. He, yeah. Had yeah. he says, guess who I'm having lunch with today? Really? And Woody said who and... He said, Joey G. You're making him buy, right? Of course. Well, you know what? It's not about buying. You know, it's about being a fan of his for a long time. And it's also about being a fan of ESPN 1000. Well, that's now, great. You guys are running, you guys are running a close second. Well, that's fantastic. I, I, I like talking to you. We like oh, talking we, to you, we too, We like hearing Joey. from you, too. But I just need to make it known, you are a Cap and J-Hood caller. And we appreciate well, listening to your calls on Cap and J-Hood. You know, I'm just a 62-year-old man with nothing to do, so I listen to sports radio. You and me both. Well, you're not 62. <laughs> he acts like it, though. <laughs> he acts like it? Yeah. <laughs> so who do you like? Wait, well, hold on. I want to hear about this lunch. Where are you, Where guys, are you guys going? going? Uh, we're going to my friend's place. Been in the business for 62 years. Okay. Called Chickie's Beef in Hillside. Nice. You going to make uh, Cap uh, eat it dipped? Well, I eat it in any way. My concern with Cap is he's a germaphobe. <laughs> you know, concern- he's high-fiving people at weddings and events and fist-pumping you know, I'm Italian. I'm a hug and a handshake guy. Right. You give him two kisses on the cheek, all yeah. right, Joey? So I don't know if I should if I should bring my hazmat suit. <laughs> See, Joey, I would be more worried that because Cap is uh, is very health conscious, that he might be bringing his own lunch. There's no shot. <laughs> you never know. You've never gone to lunch with Cap before. Yeah, Cap's brought his own food to stuff before. Well, that's good, because Cap will have a juicy beef for us right in front of him. That'll be his lunch. Ah, that's Pardon great. expression. Uh, Joy G, have you heard us uh, play the clip of you saying uh, Matt Eberflus's name? Have you heard this? Eberflus. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that, and I, you know, and I really appreciate who's ever in charge of that taking my, uh, my comments. Because there's another one, too, of... Uh, Eddie from the north side, you agitate me. Yes, that's the Captain yeah. J. Hood play mm-hmm. that all the mm-hmm. time. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's a real winner. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, you don't you don't want to sit at a wedding table with that guy. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy, and I'm I'm glad you enjoy uh, the Eberflus. Eberflus, because we we, we enjoy it as well. More. I can't stand the guy. Yeah. We got we got a couple more. The way he said Andy Reid yeah, and Patrick Mahomes and, and the, Travis Kelsey. If they win, then uh, we'll be playing those on Monday. What'd you say about Caps beef? Caps what? Caps beef. He's gonna have a, a juicy beef juicy in front beef. of him. Yeah, he's going to eat with juicy beef. He don't like peppers. I sent him a picture with one with sweet peppers, and he said no peppers for me. Who doesn't like sweet peppers? Come on. Joey, will you give us a full report on Monday on your lunch with Cap? Well, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, first okay. of all. all right, I think well, Shay's got to approve that, sure. right? I mean, right, I don't want, right, right. Look, all I am is a fan of the show. I love you guys, and, I, you know, Cap and Hoodie are my guys. Yes, absolutely. So... I just, you know, and Danny Zetterman took my first phone call. Uh, he took mine a year, too. a year and a month ago. But I never, I haven't talked to him in a long time. So he's listening. He's a good man. You guys got a good boss. Yes, we do. We'll we'll let him know that uh, you said hello. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, Joey. Enjoy the weekend. Who you got in the Super Bowl? I'm I'm leaning uh, Kansas City. I'm going with the okay. Eagles. I'm with you, Joey. I'm going Eagles. Okay. Listen, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you very much for taking my call. And take care of yourselves and enjoy your weekend. And make sure you eat enough wings. Oh, I'm getting wings. Thanks for having us, Joey. Thank you. Lack <laughs> and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. I love you. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. We're filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. Usually you can listen to our show weeknights 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki will be in for Black and Abdallah tonight from 6 to 8. Listen to Tyler last night. We'll be listening tonight as well. Abdallah, last week we filled in uh, a couple of times for Greeny. And we had a bit of a, a news story that uh, is exclusive to the Black and Abdallah show. We are uh, first and foremost on the scene. When it comes to zoo news. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. And nobody loves zoo news more than Adam Abdallah. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. Well, I feel like it's our responsibility to bring the news of the animals to the people. Sure. You know, we try to live uh, harmoniously with them. Right. And uh, sometimes uh, it doesn't work out. And if we go to the story you're talking about, stuff's been going down. At the Dallas Zoo. I don't know if you've been following this. If you're new to the Black and Doll program, hello. Where have you been? Uh, if you've been following along with the story with us, the beginning of the year, a snow a leopard, a snow leopard, was released, escaped from its habitat after the netting around the uh, enclosure was cut. Hmm. Uh, something was afoot. There was foul play. Sabotage. And speaking of foul play, uh, a few weeks later, a Endangered vulture oh. was killed. No. Was killed That's bad. at the zoo. And they also suspect 
foul play. Then, a few weeks later, two tamarind monkeys Hmm. that look very hipster, they've got little mustaches, (laughs) were taken, were stolen from the zoo. And people didn't know where they were taken. Obviously, foul play was afoot as well. And then they found the man who there were. There was a search. Yeah. They found him in this closet you know, in an abandoned house. Right. They were wearing little pants that had their ankles exposed and little Chelsea boots because they're hipsters like that. They're wearing little fedoras. The little monkeys? Yeah, the monkeys. Wearing little fedoras. It's <laughs> in Mac DeMarco? Yeah, you listen to Mac DeMarco and Alex G. It was weird, but that's what they like. Making some craft cocktails? Yeah. And then Davian Irvin. Okay, Davian Irvin. Was arrested. Oh. On February 2nd, in the case of the two monkeys that were taken from the Dallas Zoo. So he's the individual that was seen on camera. Yes. With a bag of Doritos. Yeah, he had the uh, orange fingers because he was eating Doritos. He was pretty easy to find. The cheese dust. Yeah, pretty easy to find. Okay. And uh, he was arrested uh, and was still remains in jail as of right now. But he w- he's been questioned now. Right. Oh, okay, so so they they arrested this individual for all of these acts against no, the Dallas. Just suit? the monkeys. Just the monkeys. Just okay. the monkeys so far. All right. Just the monkeys. Okay. Uh, and he is said to have said in in the, these court documents that have been released. Of course. That he would do it again. <laughs> Why? Because he believes that animals shouldn't be in zoos. Oh, he loves no. his exact words were, I oh, love no. animals and I would oh, do no. it again because animals don't belong in zoos and they want to be what, Chris? They want to be let out. They want to be let out. Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out. The zoo is overloaded. The zoo is wow. overloaded. And he saw this and he sprang into action. Now, we don't condone the acts <laughs> of Davion Irvin, but we here salute <laughs> You're saluting him? You're saluting him for these acts? No, listen, he believes that animals should not be in overcrowded zoos, and he took action upon himself. We do not condone these actions. The Black and Abdallah program does not condone the action of Davy and Irvin in, in taking animals from the zoos. However, tip of the cap. <laughs> tip of the cap from Abdallah. <laughs> there you go. So there, that's the end of the story. Is I that, mean, so far. Was he, uh, so, he, so he's not connected to the other... They the, have not the connected foul play and the uh, snow leopard. They have not connected him. They found the uh, okay. Now these are some hipster ass monkeys. <laughs> Acting on a tip from the public, police found the monkeys named Bella and Finn. Finn, yes, that's a hipster name. Yeah, that's some. That's some. That Finn is definitely some rich preschool kid name that wears yeah, a little. Get vest. used to it. He wears a little vest to school. Yeah, Layla's gonna have those friends. Get no, used to not. it. No, she's not. She's gonna. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna trip those kids. Isn't um, Finn the, the the name of um, who's the uh, the singer? Her brother makes all the songs for. Her. Oh, uh, Fee, uh, Phoebe, Eilish? Le, yeah, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Isn't, Phoebe Bridgers. Isn't, isn't her brother yeah, Finn or I something? I think so. I, that sounds Phineas right. Yeah, or Phineas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so they found Bella and Finn, along with multiple cats and pigeons, in addition to uh, feeder fish and fish food that had disappeared from the staff-only area in the oh. zoo. So they're still investigating as to whether or not he had connections with the other incidents because there other was an stuff. Guy. from the zoo was found in this uh, abandoned home. All right, so that's the latest on the story from the Dallas Zoo. That's what is new at the zoo. Black and Abdallah, we'll be back in two minutes. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.